praise the Lord. Father God, we love you. We bless you. We honor your presence. I thank you for a group of people here that are hungry. They are thirsty. They are pressing in. I know there are some people that came through these doors, and they're carrying some, some things. And, and I thank you, Lord, today they will be set free. They will be filled with your joy, with your presence. They will leave here if they don't know you as their Lord and Savior. They will leave here saved, sanctified, redeemed, baptized, Holy Ghost, filled, tongue-talking, devil-stomping, word-believing, man, woman, of God. I mean, my God, they're going to leave here with everything you have for them today. Lord, I thank you that my tongue will be that of a, the pen of a ready writer. And I just thank you, Lord, it's not about me. It's about you. And we love you and we bless you. And if you can, give the Lord a great hallelujah and I have <clears throat> all right and uh, I, I'm not joking bear with me a little bit because of this because I'm, an, I, I, I'm I am practicing as far as this is concerned because um, normally I'm like ba-dum, 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 ba-dum. Um, I encourage you guys to get this recording I believe you guys record it I am genuinely going to do my best to um to give what you would call more of a pastoral message on the subject of victory I am a little, a little, a lot of annoyed with watching my brothers and sisters who get bullied by the devil when he is a defeated foe. He has no access, no rights to your life. There is absolutely no reason why you should be walking around in sickness, bound by sin, poverty, defeat, depression, anxiety, suicidal. I've been all those things, but then I had a head-on collision with Jesus. Can you say amen? So today, my, my genuine goal is, as much as I praise God for Pastor Nick who, who calls that fire, I, I, my, my goal is to give you some nuggets and some keys that you can listen to, receive it now, but listen to it later with your family. Sit down with a notepad and a pencil. Begin to write this stuff down. Go to the Word of God and begin to ask the Holy Ghost to help you apply this. Can you say amen? amen. Can you give a better amen than that? Amen. All right. So I'm going to do part one and part two. <laughs> so if you're hungry, get over it. I'm, <laughs> I'm testing right now. If, you, if you're a preacher, you know what I'm doing right now. I'm poking, and then I'm looking at the expressions on the face. I'm, I'm seeing, I'm seeing what, I'm, what I'm dealing with. Hey, imagine if we came to church, and we came um, to church like the woman who had the issue of blood. Hear that again. Imagine if we came to church every Sunday like the woman who had the issue of blood for 12 years and was bleeding, and she's done all that she could in her own ability, but then she came to a place where she saw Jesus. We know the story, right? She goes and she sees Jesus, and what did she say in her heart? If I can touch but the hem of his garment, I shall be made whole. Many people are experts at coming to church. Have you come to Christ? Let that marinate for a second. There are some of you in here, you have done all you can do about that situation. You've tried X, Y, Z. But you notice Jesus even says when you read, I believe it's Mark chapter 5, he even says, who touched me? In a group of a crowded people, his, his own followers and disciples told him, what do you mean who touched you? You don't, in other words, all these people bumping into you. No, 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 but this person touched me by faith. You have some that come to church and praise God. I'm talking in general, not just here. I know predominantly what I'm standing in front of right here. A bunch of radical, on fire, love Jesus, all in people. But there's always a few peppered in, so I'm talking to y'all too. <laughs> but what, what if you came here today and you said, Lord, I've been coming to service after service after service in 2022, and there's still some things in 2023 that I've been dealing with in, 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 in my marriage and in, in dealing with sin and dealing with uh, finances, 
and dealing with a whole lot of things that I'm, I'm an expert smiler. I come to church. I got it down. I'm good, bro. I'm good. But the truth is, is I believe if you came into here today and you said, Lord, today's going to be different than any other Sunday I've ever come to church. I refuse to leave here the same way last week, last month, and last year. I am going to have an encounter with you. I am going to have a taste of freedom. I'm not only going to have a visitation, I'm going to have an inhabitation. In other words, I don't just want to touch today and praise God. The preacher laid hands on me and I could feel the presence of God. No, no, I'm leaving here with freedom. I'm leaving here with victory. My loved ones and my friends will look at me and say, I cannot deny that what? You've been with Jesus. What I'm doing right now Stirring the pot. Hunger within you. Just stirring it. If you have your Bibles. Listen. Total victory. Total victory. Absolute victory. 2023 will be a year of absolute victory. Divine access into the things of God. You will see miracle signs and wonders you will know that God is with you your loved one friends and even the most hardcore atheists that you might know will look at you and say I know that God is with you because I could see like Lazarus at one time you were dead in that situation but it sounds to me like Jesus has called you forth and he didn't leave you there like Lazarus wrapped up in those clothes, those dead man clothes that represent your situation. But he said, loosen them. And those dead man clothes came off of Lazarus and he came forth. And everyone around could not deny that what? He's been made free. Say that. Say, I'm free. Look at your neighbor and say, I'm leaving here free. Say, I refuse to wait on victory. That'll freak a religious person out. You say it like that. I said it like that on purpose. Everybody's always talking about future breakthrough. I'm not waiting on future breakthrough. I'm not waiting on a future victory. Greater is he that is in me than what? That he that is in the world. I'm not waiting on future breakthrough. I carry breakthrough. I carry victory. The Bible says, thanks be to God who gives us the victory in Christ Jesus. What is all this talk about? Future, future, future. No, your marriage might look shattered in a million pieces. You need to say, it is made whole now. You may have $2, like my wife and I have been there, $2, and she's going in the pantry grabbing uh, rice and sewing it because that's all we had. We were saying, Victory now. You need to develop an attitude on the inside of you where the devil ain't pushing you around no more. You got you to get to a point where you're like, hold on. What does the Bible really say about my situation? Well, Deuteronomy chapter 20 verse 4 says, For the Lord your God is the one who goes with you. He goes with you. He fights for you to bring victory. And then you have uh, Hebrews chapter 12, verse 2. Uh, uh, New Living Translation says it this way. Jesus, the champion. Who do you say Jesus is in your life right now? He's a champion. He didn't almost get whip stripped and beaten. He didn't almost get nailed to that old rugged cross on Calvary. He didn't almost pour out his blood. He didn't almost get buried in the tomb and risen from the, from the grave. No. My Bible tells me that he was whipped, stripped, and beaten. That he took my sin, my shame, my punishment, and it was nailed to the cross. He whooped the devils behind. He broke the power of sin. He was risen on the third day. He's seated at the right hand of the Father. And now the Bible says, I'm seated with him in heavenly places? 
How do you sit in defeat when the Bible says you are seated with him in heavenly places? That's what I mean when I say attitude. Stop being so nonchalant. The woman with the issue of blood was not nonchalant. She wasn't like, it'd be kind of cool if I bumped into Jesus. No, I'm serious. She was willing to die because back in those days with her condition, you weren't even allowed. You couldn't even go amongst the people. And they didn't have Floridian smooth rocks. They had Jerusalem rocks, like big rocks, like speaker-sized rocks. I'm serious. She literally knew, I'm either going to get my miracle or I'm going to die. That's extreme. Yeah, that's extreme. That's the kind of, like, demand you got to put on the word. It doesn't mean you're coming to God arrogantly. No, you're saying, I believe your word, God. And, 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 and you are pleased by faith. You are pleased by faith. You move by faith. And so whatever that thing is, I'm going to give you a second. I want you to think about that thing that's been whooping your behind. I'm serious. Whatever that thing is, whatever that thing is, if it's sin, like you keep falling into sin, it's going to be dealt with today. Can you say amen? Pornography, poverty, sickness, defeat, depression, anxiety, whatever it is, the blood of Jesus is more powerful than any curse, than anything the devil can put on you. And if you will put your faith in God and put your faith in Jesus and say, Lord, your word is true, it is real, and it is alive, and I refuse. That's what I'm talking about. You know what happens when you start praising God like that? He's like, yo, hey, Gabriel, Michael, come over here. The Bible says the banister, the cloud of witnesses, they're all looking like, look at her. <laughs> look at her. Everybody coming to church, acting like they got it all together. But then you see that one with the tears. The one with the, like, I ain't going to call them out, but the brother is somewhere here in the middle. His head was down. His hands are on his head. He's just pressing in. There's a tenacity. There's, there's a in his spirit. That's what I'm talking. You're grabbing a hold of it by faith. I'm in my intro. Praise God. Open up your Bible to uh, Isaiah 45. Uh, Verses, we're going to read one. I ain't going to tell you the verses. Hey, check this out. Do you know what happens when you don't get familiar, too familiar with the word of God? You can receive from it. This is what I just said. Do you know what happens when you don't come to church and you're like, yeah, I know that sermon already. I can preach it four different ways. Do you know what happens when someone even quotes John 3, 16, for God so loved the world? We can quote that in NLT, NASB, King James, Amplified. But do you know what happens when you remain in a place of childlike faith and it says, you know what, Lord? I'm hungry and I know there's more I can learn from this. I can extract more. That's, that's how you come to church. That's how you come to church. You come here with that hunger, with that desire to learn, to grow in God and say, you know, even if I've heard these scriptures 500 times, okay, you've heard them 500 times. Are you seeing the victory? This is what I was told. I was like, good Lord, brother. Gosh. All right, Lord, my bad. All right. Isaiah 45, and we're talking about being positioned in victory. We're talking about I'm not waiting on victory. I already have it. Make that adjustment right here. I already have it. I ain't waiting on it. But how can I say that? Say the word. The word is a lamp unto my feet. It's a light unto my path. Amen? It's the word of God. The Bible says in Isaiah chapter 45, thus says Jorge. That ain't what it says. Thus says Sarah. Nope. That ain't what it says. Thus says the Lord. 
Look at your neighbor and say, when the Lord says it, you better listen, bro. My wife is in her head saying, you shouldn't have said the bro part because if it's a female. My son called her bro yesterday, and she, she turned Puerto But that's what Floridian guys do. We say, bro, bro, bro. He's around me all the time. Bro, bro, bro. So he wasn't really thinking straight. So his mom said something to him, and he, he was like, bro. She... <laughs> Call me bro. I'm from Tampa. She was born in Ponce, but she was raised in Tampa. She said, try it again. Like, bro, I see you sweating up there. You wearing a jacket? Yeah, Joker, I got chunky. So I'm, I'm, wearing, a, I'm wearing a jacket. No, I ain't taking it off. Thus says the Lord to his anointed, to Cyrus, whose right, <laughs> whose right hand I have held, to subdue nations before him and loose the armor of kings, to open before him the double doors. Listen to me. Divine access. This is going to be a day, a time, and a year where you're going to walk right into the very things of God, the very things that held you back up until this point. If you, if you will latch on to what I'm talking about and you grab a hold of the word of God, he says, I'm going to open up before you the double doors. What's been hindering you up till now? My Bible tells me that God opens up doors no man can shut, shuts doors no man can open. Every door the devil has tried to lock. My Bible tells me right here that God will open up double doors of blessing over your life, double doors of favor over your life, double doors that, that, that which God's called you to do, the ministry God's called you to walk in, the business God's called you to walk in, just the, the blessing in life with your children. Double doors. Make room, Lord. Especially, <laughs> praise God, so that the gates will not be shut. Why can I stand up here with a mic and boldly declare that this is going to be a year of victory, miracles, signs, and wonders marked by the hand of God? And even my enemies will look at me and say, I know God is with you. How do I know that? This verse right here. I will go before you. <sighs> Yeah, but you don't know my situation, Antonio. I, God, saying, I will go. The, the creator of heaven and earth, bro, is telling you, listen, I will go before you. Well, I don't know how I'm going to get there. I don't know how I'm going to make it. I don't got the money. I don't have the skills. I don't have the education. I, I, I hear you. I never graduated high school either. I understand. I used all these excuses. But I'm from this over here. This is what I've been. Da, 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 da. When you get to a place of removing your math with God's math, your natural with his super will bring about supernatural results. Like I did that, the play on words. I will go before you and make their crooked places straight. Every area in your life that is out of alignment with the word of God, meaning if you are humble enough and said privately, hey, Lord, my walk with you is out of alignment. There's some sin in my life. There's some things behind the scenes. And I've done everything I could. My wife will tell you. And oh, let me ask you, let me show I can see a show of hands really fast. If you've never heard me preach here before, lift your hands, please. Okay, that's a good amount. All right. You just add another hour to the service. <laughs> My Baptocostal brother here who's, like, kind of new to the, the Pentecostal, he's like, oh, bro, I don't know. I normally eat right now. You know what I mean? Like, we're at the, I'm just joking with you. Like, I'm, normally, I'm normally eating right now. My wife will tell you, the Lord had to deliver me from a raging temper. I know I, I laugh. I like to have fun. I'm that guy. A lot of people who are like that are people who do come from trauma, and they've learned that that's how they cope with it. It's my personality, right? I mean, you could literally, like, light my car on fire. Don't do it. That wouldn't be cool. But I, I would probably laugh. I've had my, my car windows busted in the middle of the night, 2 in the morning, cops. Not, I mean, I, I'll start laughing. 
It's just how I'm wired. Um, but anger is what I struggled with. Smashing doors, windshields, dining, her dining room tables, phones right above her head, all this stuff. But, but here's my point. I know what it's like to be frustrated because, like, Lord, I know you love me. I want to I live for you. I want to please you. I, wanna, I want people to look at me and see a disciple of Jesus, but I still got some areas in my life I need help with. I got some crooked places here. I got some crooked places here. Not in line with your word. And that's why the Bible says your mind has to be renewed and washed by the word of God. I'm going to touch on that here a little bit more in a second. So whatever you're dealing with right now, whatever is crooked and out of alignment, I want you to know that the word of God is quick and powerful, sharper than any two-edged sword. Watch this. It pierces even to the dividing asunder of soul and spirit. Joining marrow is a discerner of thoughts and knows the intents of the heart. So those crooked areas in your heart, per se, if it's anger, if it's lust, whatever it is, let the Spirit of God come. The Word of God is quick and powerful, sharper. Let it cut that thing off. So how did I do it? I just kept coming to Jesus. I just kept hanging out with him. I'd go in my room and say, Lord, I know I should not have said what I said or did what I did furnitures in three pieces, whatever it is. I know I just lost it, but Lord, I love you. I need you. And here's what happened. He never shamed me. He never condemned me. He never made me feel like I was, oh, Jesus. He never made me feel like I wasn't his son. Some of you, the reason why you're inconsistent with your walk with God is because you're listening to a lie and you're listening to something that God never said. You've made a mistake and therefore the devil comes and tells you that you're no longer welcome with God just because you did what you did. So then you go and you, you, you kind of go off long enough and then you come back around to God. The key is this right here. Every day I'm going to praise you. Every day I'm going to live in your presence. I'm going to come as I am. And even when I make a mistake, I'm not going to take your grace uh, lightly. I'm not saying that. I'm not taking your mercy lightly. But I'm going to humble myself and say, Lord, I know the only way I can truly walk in freedom is if I hang out with you. If you will catch that revelation, it will radically change your life. And you will literally propel yourself into greater levels of victory. It's like a, a good mentor and man of God told me when I first got saved. He said, God already knows you want to punch him in the face. Why don't you go talk to God about it? That's very good. Because we literally think that we're keeping that from God. When God called out for Adam in the garden, it wasn't like he was like, no, really, where are you, Adam? Like, I really don't know where you are. Adam! Cuckoo! If you're from Tampa. You know what that means. You better look up. So, no, that wasn't the case. Where are you? Because you're no longer walking with me in the cool of the day. And, yes, there were consequences for his actions. But yet, what did God do? God still covered him. Thorns came out of the ground to represent the curse. And that's why they thought they were mocking Jesus when he took the thorns upon his head. I said this last time I was here. No, that was Jesus letting you know, hey, I'm going to take your sin, your curse, your shame upon myself. And the blood will come in contact with that which represents the curse so you can walk in victory and walk in the blessing because sin no longer has dominion in your life. Can you say amen? Instead of running from sin, run to Jesus, then walk in your identity. And the Bible says that sin lies at the door, but you're to master it. Huh. Jesus. Check this out, guys. Colossians 2.15. In having disarmed the powers and authorities, this is Jesus, he made a public spectacle of them, triumphing over them by the cross. Jesus, I need you to hear this, and I know some of you folks that have been in church 10, 15, 20 years, you're like, duh, it ain't duh. 
Some people just don't know. They haven't really come to that revelation by the Holy Ghost. But let me just help you out. The devil, I'm going to give you my translation. The, the, uh, Jesus whooped the devils behind on the cross. Just give you the easy version. Whooped his behind. Open spectacle. Publicly before everybody. So it's an insult to Jesus for me to walk around and talk defeated. When Jesus is like, are you kidding me? I was chilling with my dad. I came through the virgin birth of Mary by the power of the Holy Ghost. Fully God, fully man, word wrapped in flesh. Then, because I love you so much and I am, this is Jesus, not me, Antonio. Jesus saying, hey, I am the lamb slain before the foundations of the world. I'm the only one that can redeem you. And then his back was whipped with what, cat nine? Any theologians in here? I think that's what they call them. Glasses and hooks and all that, ripping his back, ripped his, I mean, like, I know that's graphic. I know. But his body had to be broken. His blood had to be poured out. He had to be nailed to that cross. (laughs) For you and me became poor so we could become rich. Rich in peace, joy, provision, blessing, victory. So what business do we have walking around watching a bunch of commercials at one in the morning saying, oh, she's right, I am depressed. Hell no, heaven yes. You can keep your Prozac or whatever you call that stuff. And if you are on that, I don't judge you. I love you, but let's get you free in the name of Jesus. I never heard so many people who allow labels to be slapped on them. Oh, I am ADHD. Oh, I am schizo. Oh, I am suicidal. No, you're not. You are a child of God. That's what you are. We just got to get you in the word. I will go before you and I'll make the crooked places straight. I will break in pieces the gates of bronze and I will cut the bars of iron. If you grab nothing else from today, because I do have quite a bit more, grab this. Jesus is your champion. He conquered death, hell, and the grave. Broke the power of sin. He was risen from the dead. And you now sit with him in heavenly places. And you became free the moment you put your faith in Jesus Christ. Now, sanctification is a process. As you yield to the Holy Ghost... And you let the Holy Ghost to empower you, help you to walk out your true identity in Christ. And as you renew your heart and mind with the word of God. Can you say amen? Amen. Can you give a better amen than that? Say to your neighbor, I'm a king's kid. I'm going to walk like it. I'm going to talk like it. Amen. I'm a citizen of heaven. You ain't got to keep me. That's good, though. I'm a citizen of heaven. I am, no, no, you can stop. (laughs) I'm a partaker of divine nature. See, I think, I heard Pastor Nick, and I told him this, and he was like, no. He preached at uh, our church, I think, about a year ago. It was one of the greatest sermons I've ever heard in my life. I saw him in the back office. I said, bro, I didn't say bro, but pastor, pastor, you know. He's like a big brother in the Lord, you know what I mean? I mean, I know he wouldn't mind if I said, bro, but you know, Pastor Nick. I say, hey, that was what he preached on identity. He preached on who we were in Jesus. And if I'm not mistaken, I think he's working on like a book or something. I hope he is. I said, oh, my God, if I've ever had clarity on who I am in God. And then I'm like, okay, hold on. Let me think about this. The average person, they pray to prayer. And that's the first step. You believe with your heart, confess with your mouth, God rose Jesus from the dead. You shall be saved. I believe in that 100%. That's your first step. But they stop right there. They never really find out their identity of who they are in God. That you truly are a child of God. You are a carrier of victory. And I'm I'm not trying to get you to, ah! No, no, no. I want you to get this. You will never be bullied by the devil again. 
It's impossible. It's impossible. So I'm going to tell you what the Bible says who you are. Is that all right? All right. Praise God. Let's dive in. This you can declare with me. Okay. All right. All jokes aside, from today on, you're going to know who you are in Jesus. Grab a hold of this thing. And when you get home, meditate on it with your family. So I'm going to do with my family. I got some of my family here. These are my two right here that don't like attention. Everybody say, hey, Sergio. Everybody say, hey, Ari. I'm going to hear it. Woo. All right. Say this with me. I am more than a conqueror. Something like, that sounds really good. That's some, like, gladiator stuff. But what's that really mean? I'll give you an example. My, my son and I were big UFC guys. You have a problem with that? Pray for me. But last night, there was a belt on the line. That's a big deal for us. That's like the Super Bowl for us. And because I was preparing and pressing in, get a little brownie points with you guys, he couldn't watch it last night. But we got to wake up this morning and see the fighter. So Jamal beats this one guy. We were both going for Jamal. He went five rounds. He went five rounds. I'm telling you what the definition of more than a conqueror is. He went five rounds, man to get that belt. On his knees, crying, busted up, poured out. I mean, he was, he earned that belt. You know who more than a conqueror is in that scenario? The man made half a million, million, whatever he made. You know who more than a conqueror was in that scenario? His wife. He jumps in the octagon. Five rounds with a killer. Comes out busted, bloodied, went to battle. Man named Jesus did that on the cross. You following the, the thing? So then he does that, and the wife comes and gets the check. She don't have a mark on her. That is what it means to be more than a conqueror. In other words, some of y'all pray like you got to fight the battle. Some of y'all praise from a place of like Jesus didn't already beat this dude up. You hearing what I'm saying? You are more than a conqueror. He already went before you, fought the battle, broke the power over anything the devil could put on you. Now it's up to you to walk in your dominion and your authority. God, when are you going to step up and show up and show out? He's like, I did. When are you going to trust my word, speak my word, and say no? Thus saith the Lord. Boom. Are you grabbing a hold of this? Good, we got 93 more. All right, here's the next one. I am always in the right place at the right time. A lot of believers, they lack direction. They're like, I don't know what I'm supposed to do. That's okay. That's all right. How be it when he the spirit of comes, he'll guide you into all truth. Trust in the Lord with all your heart. Lean out unto your own understanding and all your ways acknowledge him. He'll direct your path. But you need to begin to declare, I'm not confused. I might not know where exactly I'm going, but I'm with the one who knows which way I should be going. So you should be waking up throughout your day declaring, I am always in the right place at the right time. Why? Because my feet are ordered by the Lord. You know what that just did right there for a lot of y'all? Takes all that mental pressure off of you. All that weight that you're carrying. Give it to God, man. Amen? Notice how I keep walking back and forth. I'm just giving the cameraman, you're taking a nap this morning, bro. I, I, I just message. I just message. I know you got brothers all around here, too, so I got to be careful. <laughs> you ain't getting me. <laughs> Declare this with me. I am remaining in perfect peace. Listen to me, guys. This doesn't happen when, it, when everything looks the way you think it should look. It doesn't happen when it, when it feels. I told you all a few minutes ago, literally years ago when I was pastoring and uh, just things, you know, just young and made dumb decisions, et cetera, et cetera. I take full responsibility. I didn't blame it on the devil. I mean, it was my fault. Let's just be real. 
and uh, just made some bad decisions. And but my wife, thank God for her example, man. We're like we're losing our place, and my wife is sowing boxes of rice. Do you think at that moment I felt victorious? Do you think it looked victorious? The key is to keep applying the word in the midst of the battle. Yes, the battle's already been won, but let me not, don't misunderstand what I'm saying. That doesn't mean you ain't going to have battles on this side. It just means all things work together for the good. For the good. I said all things work together for whatever I'm dealing with, all things. I'll give you a great example. Since some of y'all raised your hands and some of y'all don't know this, uh, it's part of my testimony. So a lot of y'all already know that my oldest daughter, she made some mistakes. That's okay. We, We all made them. We all made them. Still love her. She's still my daughter. Can you say amen? 42 of the granddaughter, though, is a little awkward. She don't call me grandpa, though. She calls me G-pop. I'm G-pop. Or papa. But watch this. Do you know, because of that situation, I had to leave River Tampa, which is originally where I'm from. And not to over-spiritualize it, it was so I didn't get locked up. Because the young man also visited the church. And although I love Galatians chapter 5, I was honest enough to say I don't think my fruit is there. I might snatch him up in the lobby. I'm just being honest. <laughs> That's why some places don't invite me back. <laughs> That's why I love Pastor Nick. First time I ever preached here, man, it was like I felt like you guys are like cousins, right? But what? I never realized how heavy a tablet is. I'm used to my other book. But watch this. All things work together for the good to them that love God. Because of that, I ended up going to a place called Claremont River. River Claremont, sorry, in Claremont. Never even knew Claremont existed. I'm from Tampa, and Claremont, for those who don't know, is probably, what, an hour, is it an hour, so whatever, something like that. There you go. Lo and behold... I would be able to become armor bearer to Pastor Caleb. Him and his wife um, took us in, loved on us through our hardest times of life, became like brothers and sisters, but they are first our pastors. Let me drop this nugget. Even though I love them as brother and sister, their first place I honor them as pastor. That's a nugget for somebody. And especially in a church like this, y'all are very, like, family-oriented. Always honor your pastors and the pastoral leaders, regardless of how close you get to them. Can you say amen? All right, I'm going to transition out. Now watch this. Now I'm going to plant a church, I can't tell you where, but about an hour away from Claremont. I could have said, look what happened with my daughter. I'm defeated. I'm finished. But God took that situation and said, okay, I'm going to flip it on the devil's head. Matter of fact, not only are you going to have a beautiful granddaughter, not only is God going to bring my daughter back, but I'm going to bring you lifetime family and friends and mentorship from two amazing pastors, and they're going to launch you out to launch another campus. Give the Lord a hand, clap of praise. Clap of praise. So just because maybe you're dealing with something... And it looks like, man, this is it. I'm done. I'm finished. I'm talking about crying those tears in the bathroom, middle of the night, ain't nobody around. You understand what I'm saying? Like where it hits you in your core. God will turn it around. Can you say amen? All right, I got a few more. Can you guys hang? You all right? All right, because I'm giving you part two here in a second. All right, praise the Lord. You should have told me I'll come back. No, I'm just kidding. Let me stop. Let me stop. All right, declare this with me. I am full of power by the Spirit of the Lord. And if you're wondering, how'd you come up with these confessions? That's Micah 3.8. Okay, I'm getting all of these from the word. Can you say amen? This ain't self-help, rah-rah, Tony Robbins nonsense. This is, thus saith the Lord, the word of God. If I believe the word, speak the word, stand on the word, receive the word, and the word cannot return what? Right. So these declarations are me agreeing with the word of God. So why do I walk around and say right here, I am full of power by the Spirit of the Lord? Because there are just some times where you really feel like the devil is more powerful. But he's not. 
Stop viewing yourself as some peasant on the earth. You are a citizen of heaven. I said it earlier. Apart, listen, take your political views and throw them to the side for a second. You really think Trump's son's walking around thinking like he's in poverty? You really think he's scared about you running up on him and hitting him? No, why? He's got an entourage. Dad's a billionaire. <laughs> you have an entourage. There's more with us, angels. You understand? You have divine protection. Your daddy owns a cattle on a thousand hills. The heavens and the earth he wears like a, a watch and a bracelet. Are you hearing what I'm saying? So, so think about it. On the, in the natural, Elon Musk's children don't walk around with a poverty mentality. They don't walk around scared. They ain't worried about nothing. My dad's got it. My dad's got it. I may not be on their level, but it's the same thing with my kids. My kids know my dad's got me. My dad's got me. But how much more when you really are a child of God? Do you walk around thinking like that? Through the ups, through, through the downs? Forget the downs. I don't even like that part. I'm not saying we don't deal with stuff. There's that moment. I get it. But we don't stay down there. What's the scripture say as we walk through the valley of shadow and death? Some people like build duplexes there. It says as you walk. What's it say? Help me out. Through what? Didn't say build a duplex in an apartment so you can hang out here for a while. Daniel didn't go into the lion's den and say, hey, let's chill out here for a while. The three, the three Hebrew men, fiery furnace, they didn't say, grab me a pillow. What was their attitude? Their attitude was, I'm going to trust God no matter what. I'm going to trust God no matter what, and I'm coming what? All right. Give you a few more. Say this with me and say it boldly. I am the head and not the tail. Above only. You say, if you knew what was in my checking account, I don't care what's in your checking account. I don't care where you work. I don't care what it looks like in, your, in, in, in these different areas. I care, but I don't care. You get my point? The attitude is, I'm with Jesus. I'm with him. I'm with him. Man, let that, let that, let that hit here. It's easy to hi, hi, praise the Lord, da, da, woo, and then you walk out of the church. Oh man, I got fired from my job, man. <laughs> I ain't never gonna make it. I'm broke. I'm always this. My dad was always this. I da 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 blah blah blah. Versus when you get hit, boom! Stand your ground. Position yourself. You see the difference. Thus saith the Lord, this is who I am. This is who I am in God. This is who I You understand? You see the difference? It's easy. Jesus. I told you it's more pastoral. I got a few more. The reason why I hit on that thing earlier this morning, how would you respond when it's somebody else going through? A lot of us have heard these messages. Don't get so familiar with them. Don't get familiar with them to the point that you're like, I got that one already. I got that printed out on my refrigerator. Okay. Praise the Lord. I, I am running. Say, me. say, I am running through troops and leaping over walls. Let me translate. There ain't a devil in hell that's standing in my way in 2023. I will run right through your behind. Do you understand that? I will leap over walls, the walls that used to keep me a prisoner to depression and to suicide and, and unforgiveness and, 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 and all the lust and all that crazy. No, I'm leaping right over you and running into the things of God. Can you say amen? All right, let's keep going. I am, say this to me, I am made righteous and rich through Christ Jesus. Some of y'all, like you said, that rich word. That freaks some people out. You know that? I've done it many times. Matter of fact, let's just poke the bear. Say it again. Say, I'm rich. I'm rich, I'm rich in money. I'm rich in money. Oh, 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 oh. oh, boy, you're messing with people. Oh, Jesus. I understand 
Beloved, I wish above all things that you prosper, be in health, even as your soul prospers, that it would really suck if you were rich financially and died and went to hell. Agree? But the Bible says the blessing of the Lord makes one what? Okay, what that means, spiritual. No, keep, keep reading it. Keep, keep, keep studying it. What's Deuteronomy 8.18 say? If I give you the power to what? To create what? To stay broke. You're looking at someone who slept on a bench because of my own stupid decisions. I, I've slept on a floor. Slept in a car. Slept on a couch. I know what it's like not to have nowhere to live. And I also know what it's like to get to a point where I had to say, I don't care what nobody else says. I'm going to read this Bible and believe the Bible. What's the Bible say? The Bible says I'm the head, not the tail. I'm above only. I am rich. I am rich. I can fund the end time harvest of souls. I can bless the body of Christ. I can buy people vehicles. I can buy people houses. I can fund orphanages. I can send people to Africa like you guys are doing. I can send them to Africa. We can, oh, we can take territory. I ain't talking about rich so you can have your little Bentley and Instagram and TikTok. That's not what I'm talking about. You understand? Say this to me. Say, I'm anointed. I'm appointed. You guys sound good. Try it again. I'm anointed. I'm appointed. And I'm called for such a time as this. All right, praise God. I'm going I'm to skip over this little area, and I'm going to hit you guys with a couple other things, and then we're going to pray, and we're going to believe God for absolute victory. You have no business leaving here the same way you came. Some of you, there were some things I was hitting on on purpose. And if you felt that, mm, boy, if you really knew, I understand. But will you give that to God today? Will you allow God to help you with that situation today? Can I give you a few more things and then we're going to pray? All right, let me look around and see your faces. You play too much, Antonio. I know my pastor tells me that. He said if he if Antonio don't have a microphone in his hand, he, he's um, he's he's not he's messing with you. Is that true, babe? Is God good, church? Is your faith being stirred? Are you identifying what Jesus did in your life? Who you are in Jesus? Are you gonna leave here the same way you came? See, if you just say yes, I knew you'd just repeating, repeating, repeating. I was listening carefully, too. All right, praise God. Look at your neighbor and say, smile. smile. Let your face know there's victory. <laughs> Notice how I look down. I didn't look around. All right, so I'm going to give you some keys. I'm going to give you some keys on how to walk in victory. Amen? Hallelujah. Number one, stop talking about the devil like he's not a defeated foe. I think we got that part. I drilled the mess out of that in this message. I know that. Number two, remember you have been redeemed from the curse. Say this with me. Say the blessing is greater than the curse. Amen. All right. Love the Lord your God with all your heart, all your mind, all your soul. Listen, mean business with God this year. Mean business with God today. If he ain't your first love, make him your first love. Get rid of all idols. Anything you put trust in more than him. Get rid of everything. Come to God and say, Lord, you're my everything. Can you say amen? amen. Be quick to forgive. Say that. Say, I am quick to forgive. That ain't a game. I could stay on that for a minute. Think life. Speak life and only agree with the word of God regardless of what it looks or feels like. Think life. Speak life. Regardless of what it looks or feels like. The average American home has six Bibles in it, yet the average American doesn't spend six minutes in it a week. We live off spiritual snacks called Sunday morning services. And we wonder why we walk around, whoopie dopey, woe is me. And I'm not picking on nobody. I've done it. You're going to be spiritually anemic. Isn't that the right word? Like anemic, like, like y'all, like, you know what I mean? Like malnutrition. What's that word? What's that? That one, yeah. 
And you wonder why. Listen, when you when you're when you're in a starving position like that, like you ain't in the, you ain't in the mood to don't fight or nothing. Like, dude, I just I'm just trying to get some calories. You understand what I'm saying? Open up your Bible. The Bible says, "Let the word of God dwell in you richly." And your BibleGate.com devotion's cool on your phone. That's cool. It's like an appetizer. Open up your Bible. <laughs> Hang out with the Power Twins. You know who the Power Twins are? Oh, that's good. That's good. Who would you say the father is then in that scenario? You got, you got triplets? That's, that's, that's good, though. That was good. I was like, hold on. That's good, though. No, that was good. I'm just calling you out. I'm messing with you. He can handle it. Say this to me. Say praise and prayer. I thought I prayed a lot. I thought I praised a lot. And I'm not doing it from a place to get victory. I'm doing it from a place of I'm already victorious, right? But even from that position, I just want to do it because I love God. A lot of times we take the word, if we're not careful, and we're trying to put it into like a little formula. We won't say it that way. But like, I know if I just hang out in his presence at his right hand or pleasure forevermore, so I'm going to hang out in his presence so I can get the pleasures for, so I can get, no, 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 I just want to hang out with him because I love him. It's impossible to walk around mentally defeated. You know why I keep hitting this area? Because I've been talking to so many people. I mean, just yesterday I was talking to someone for like 40 minutes on the subject. People, the person they were talking about has been in the church for years. They have sat under hundreds of sermons, yet he said it's as if she just reverted back to depression and et cetera, et cetera. And listen, I, I know that's a touchy subject. But at the end of the day, what happens is a person drifts away from the word of God. They drift away from the house of God. They drift away from their brothers and sisters in Christ. If you take any one of these people, you can identify their prayer life, their word life, their praise life, their fellowship life. All that began to dwindle because the Bible says that a person will, will remove themselves from all wise counsel. They'll isolate themselves. We've all seen National Geographic. Who's the gazelle that gets eaten up by the lion? Enemy comes, boom, the pack stays together. That's, that, that's the house of God, the people in the house of God. Then the one who's like, yep, I'll do it my way. Why I got this thing biting on my neck? Because you're no match for the devil by yourself. Yes, he's defeated, but don't be stupid. You got to live in the word and in God's presence. You can't just say a prayer and be like, I'm good now. You can't touch me. No, no, no. You better keep walking with Jesus, covered under the blood, following his leading guidance. You say amen? All right, I got a few more for you. Learn to laugh at famine and destruction. Is that not the Bible? Notice I said the word learn. Discipline your spirit, man, to laugh. Why are you laughing? Because my God is so big. My God is so great. Be a radical testifier. You can go ahead and play the music now, bro, if you don't mind. I'm going to pray for a few people. I've never met a defeated Christian who's a radical praiser, a radical soul winner, a radical giver, consistent, and coming to the house of God, surrounding themselves, walking in humility, allowing leadership to speak in their life when they see an area in their life that keeps tripping them up. That's another key of walking in victory. Another huge key, guys, of walking in victory is humility. And when you have a brother and a sister in Christ who's like, bro, can't throw the Snapple bottle no more at cars. That was what my wife did with me. So even if it's your spouse, instead of rising up in ego, you can't tell me nothing. Raw, that's pride. God hates a haughty spirit. Humble. I can give you all these biblical keys all day, but what good are they if you don't walk in humility? Listen to the leadership in your life. Listen to that sweet, when you're in the sweet presence of God, listen to that still small voice. I'm so proud of my daughter Ari. 
in the last month or two. It's so cool. Some of the things that God's told. And they weren't even big. And what I'm getting at, let me, let me should have gave you a scripture first. Hebrews chapter 12, verse 1 and 2 talks about laying aside every hindrance and every sin that so easily entangles you so that I may run this race, because we all have a race that we've been called to run, right, for the Lord. Doesn't mean you're called to ministry, but we're all in ministry. We all have a race. Whether you're just a disciple and, and you, you, you're raising kids and you're a stay-at-home mom, that's just as important as the pastor. Every single one of you are running a race. And Apostle Paul even talks about you need to run this race not for an, a, a crown that perishes, but I'm running this race for the imperishable crown, the crown of victory, they call it. Why? So when I go to heaven, not only do I have victory here, but when I get over there, I can lay at his feet. But going back to my daughter, she's amazing. I mean, like she's, I mean, there's, she's home all the time with us. You know what I mean? You know what I mean? Like she's just chill. But there were little things. And she was like, hey, I'm going to get rid of this book. Hey, I'm going to, I'm not going to, I'm not, I'm not going to be on, on my phone all the time. Hey, dad, I deleted um, um, some, some social media things. It wasn't that she was in sin with these things, but they were a hindrance to her running with the things of God. So my question to you is, even if, praise the Lord, you're not living in grotesque sin, praise God, ask the Holy Spirit to show you what's tripping you up so you can run this race that God has for you and he says, keep reading the next verse. How do you do that? By fixing your eyes on Jesus, the author and the perfecter of your faith. So that book that she sent back, that shirt that she sent back, that, 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 that social media app that she deleted and all that, it wasn't that they were necessarily sin, but they were a hindrance. What's hindering you? What keeps tripping you up? What is it? I'll ask that question, and then I'll also say this. Do you have someone in your life that can call you out to the carpet? I told my wife the other day, dealing with something in ministry, I am alpha by nature. I got to take charge, all that stuff. I said, baby, if you ever see me kind of like, Operating in that, I want you to call me out. Call me out. We got blind spots, people. We have blind spots. And that's why God has put certain people in your life. And I'm going to go as far as saying this. This might be, don't misunderstand what I'm saying. That person that annoys you but loves you. I like how Joyce Meyer says it. They're like the sandpaper in your life that smooths out the rough edges upon your heart. There are some times where my wife, I love her to pieces, but because she knows me better than anybody. But do you have a brother and a sister in the Lord that you can also go to and be like, listen, I just cussed this dude slap out. I'm an usher. <laughs> hey, I just snapped on my boss. Woo! You wouldn't have thought I was in the citizen of heaven group. We've all done it. So why do we get holier than thou? No, the truth is, is sanctification is a process. Walking in victory, we walk in it now. So a lot of people will hear this type of sermon, and they'll, they'll get it a little mixed up. They'll almost think like, well, just Jesus did it all. I can do whatever I want. No, no, no. The key is, the key is fixing my eyes on Jesus. And if I fix my eyes on Jesus, Jesus is going to tell me and teach me to walk in humility. So close your eyes. Bow your head. Let the Holy Ghost minister to you. If you are living in sin, you might say, Antonio, I'm a, I'm a good sinner. I'm good at this. I want you to know there's a greater Savior, and his name is Jesus. In other words, when I say I'm a good sinner, I'm talking about the person who's like, man, I do this stuff all the time. And it seems like I just can't get free of it. Oh, you can. 
The power of the blood of Jesus, trust me, it will set you free. It will set you free. Just maybe what it was is you, you never just really made that decision in your heart. You know, like, hey, I am really, 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 really going to allow God to come into my heart and flood my heart with his love and let the Holy Spirit come and, and uproot and remove some of those things that I've still been carrying and holding on to. So if you are living in grotesque sin today, you can also come to this altar. Perhaps it's not so much sin. But hey, you do know God. You have given your heart to him. But you know that there's distractions in your life. There's, those are hindrances. Hindrances. Never got time for the word. We got plenty of time for TikTok. Whatever that thing is, today you want to lay it down at the altar. You want to run your race. You want to fulfill the call of God in your life. You want to walk in absolute victory. Because he does have these double doors open before you. There is divine access. There are some, I truly believe with all my heart, this ministry is getting ready to step into a place of acceleration, advancement, promotion, into the greater things of God, greater realms of God. And it's not just for your pastors and the pastoral team, but it's going to go, uh, I mean, all of you, like Aaron's beard. Let that anointing go from the top of his head all, let, let it just saturate the converse, uh, uh, congregation. The reason why you keep getting tripped up is because we almost give our hindrances nicknames and become friends with them. So if you are in this place today, here's, here's, the, here's the altar call. If you don't know Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, like you've never truly have given your heart to Jesus. You've given your heart maybe to church, but never truly to Jesus. Or maybe you're in here and you have given your heart to Jesus, but you, you just, man, you just kind of fell away. Trials of life, whatever it is, just you, 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 you've backslid. Well, great news, you can slide back. Or you're in this place, and you just know, I need a fresh touch from God because I know God's called me to do some big, big things in 2023, and I want the fire of God, and I want the Holy Ghost. If you fall into one of three of those categories, and I don't care if it's just one person. You hear me say it every time I come here. This ain't for an Instagram post. Are you going to be on Instagram probably? Because I like to document the good things of God. But the motive's not that. You understand? The altar is open. Come on up. If that's you, come on up. But mean business with God. If, if you feel your heart thumping, that's probably you. Like, Lord, I ain't walking in no type of defeat no more. Defeat will be the last thing people will associate me with. I am walking in absolute victory all the days of my life. I am the head and not the tail. I am above and not beneath. I am going to serve you, love you, walk with you all the days of my life. This is beautiful. This is beautiful. I'm going to ask you to pray like this was your sister. Like this was your nephew. You know, the first time I went to the altar, I was all by myself. Praise God. You don't need, you don't need to have a crowd. If just one person would have walked up here, it would have been worth it for me. The day my mom got saved, she didn't know she was going to be gone nine months later. She was the only person that walked up to the altar. Jesus sat down with the one. Is it not worth it for just the one? All right, close your eyes. Everybody in this place, just close your eyes and begin to pray in the Holy Ghost for them. It's a holy thing to come to the altar. It's a holy thing to come to God. Just let your anointing right now. When you leave this altar, you leave knowing who you are in Christ. You're a child of God. 
before I go and lay hands on everybody, I want everybody to pray a simple prayer by faith. Whether you're praying it for the first time or to rededicate your heart to Jesus or whether you're just praying it to encourage the person next to you. Pray this with me. Say, Dear Lord Jesus, forgive me of my sin. Wash me and cleanse me and set me free. I believe, Jesus, you died on the cross. You poured out your blood. You were buried. You rose from the dead. You now sit at the right hand of the Father. And I am now seated with you in heavenly places. I am seated in victory. All the attributes of the curse are broken off of my life by the power of the blood of Jesus. From today on, you abide in me. And greater is he, Jesus, that is in me than he who is in the world. Hallelujah. Opened up my eyes to so much more. I saw the scene shattering. The moment you came down and hit the floor. My failure didn't